Hello there, John Cotorello here, the life coach of your listener. Thank you for joining me today. In this video, I'd like to discuss a subject that's been fascinating me for some time now. In this day and age in which we find ourselves increasingly polarised, I would argue that it's one of the most important topics that we need to discuss. And I believe that we should discuss it freely and we should discuss it without judgment, but with the aim of learning as much as possible about the human mind. And the subject is that of the less lesser known or lesser discussed aspects of how we form beliefs, how we perform, uh, form opinions, how we form evaluations of the world around us and live our lives based on those, uh, based on those formulations. Now I have a functioning theory on this particular topic and some observations which I'm going to present to you. To start I'd like to discuss what I believe to be the evolutionary basis of belief systems. From an evolutionary standpoint, we have to make quick decisions about what to think of the world and how to react to those thoughts. Because if we didn't make decisions, then we wouldn't be able to survive. We have to take action on a daily basis in order to, in order to attend to our duties and our needs. To only form beliefs based on intense research of every minute issue and topic imaginable isn't adaptive. It wouldn't enable us to survive because... We would be spending so much time researching that we wouldn't be able to actually make any decisions and take action. So beliefs have an evolutionary advantage. They're constituted by us making decisions based on what we could call uh, incomplete information. Now the mind does have a tendency to make, uh, make decisions and form evaluations based on what we might call rules of thumb. They're actually formally called heuristics. And the tendency to make, to make these decisions based on whatever information is available to us, and that could be of varying qualities. Now, beliefs have a lot to do with heuristics because ultimately the, the nature of beliefs is highly subjective and, and beliefs usually can be interpreted in multiple ways. And so it's clear that when people have formed those beliefs, they form them based on information that was available to them in cases they may have had to look for it, in some other cases they may have had it readily available, but ultimately it would have had to have been made based on information that is available to them. People, as much as we like to think that we have free will, we don't exist in a vacuum. Our mind does need sources of information on which to make decisions. We can't simply produce ideas from nowhere. So we need to use information that's available to us in some sense. Now, Beliefs and frameworks through which we can actually view the world don't just have an evolutionary advantage with regards to allowing us to make quick decisions. The mind also functions well when it has a framework to which it binds itself. If we have some sort of external idea, be it a, a, a particular theory or a particular goal that we've set ourselves or an entire belief system or entire worldview, when we have that external idea or entity and commit ourselves to it, it reduces some of the ambiguity in our daily lives. To make a very, what may sound like an, an overly simplified but startlingly relevant example, think of how much time you save when you have a concisely written to-do list and don't have to think at any given moment about what you need to do on a daily basis. It makes life a lot quicker. On a larger level, that's actually what frameworks and beliefs do for us. 
they pro- they provide us with a sense of assurance of what is and what is not and when we bind ourselves to that it takes some of the ambiguity out of the matter when we have to make decisions about certain topics and certain situations about what to think and the mind actually can function quite efficiently with that sense of uh, with that sense of assurance and that lack of ambiguity now perhaps some of the most well-known frameworks that uh, that may be familiar to us are religions so religions are essentially a framework through which we see the world and they provide us a set of guidelines about how to interpret events and ideas and how uh, how we may how we may evaluate them opinions on these matters do vary but from an objective standpoint frameworks such as religions do have or at least can have a utility behind them notwithstanding any emotional aspect or opinion or uh, judgment of morality there can be utility behind what seem like arbitrary rules or arbitrary beliefs i'll provide an example that i was discussing with somebody just recently many religions don't recognize and even discourage polyamory that is to say romantic relationships in which one has multiple partners now often in religious contexts there is a uh, moral value attached to certain types of relationship styles over other relationship styles and so because of that moral value it can seem as though the entire basis of religion is only uh, opinion based or the entire involvement is only opinion based now there are aspects that we can dissect and examine in in this case from an objective standpoint not taking into account any morality or opinions but from an objective standpoint there are certain lifestyles that do carry inherent complications and risks above others so for example any polyamorous person will tell you that there are certain considerations that one has to take when they decide to have a polyamorous relationship uh, there is a increase purely by uh, by numerical standards and increased risk of the transmit uh, the transmission of infections sexually there's an increased risk of complications resulting from partners uh, conflicting with each other or having arguments or experiencing jealousy or other such emotions the more people that are involved in a situation the more likely that those events are to actualize that's not withstanding any opinion or morality that's just a numerical that's just a numerical fact the morality of those situations though is completely subjective it is impossible to assign a moral value to the in to the pure idea of having multiple partners that is something that only the individual can decide and it is completely subjective and it's based on their individual world view but if you look at it from a factual perspective there is a sense of numer there is a sense of uh, statistical security that comes with monogamy that doesn't come with polyamory so that's that's what i mean when i say that there's a utility in some of these rules not to say that the opinions surrounding them are necessarily correct or incorrect or even to say that they're inherently good or bad in fact some of as we know sometimes imposing uh, certain rules on life in any context can lead us to be rather restricted and may even cause uh, may even cause more conflict between ourselves and other people but to to place this idea into the discussion sometimes rules are not always as they seem sometimes there are and and the rules in these frameworks can sometimes have a specific utility behind them science as it happens actually has 
a place for this type of framework. If you've watched my videos previously on the topics of reification, you'll, you'll know that I've discussed the idea of how science needs to make assumptions about the world. So whenever you study or want to make a decision about a particular topic or examine it, it's necessary to assume that certain ideas or certain facts are true. Otherwise, we don't have any basis on which to take any action and, and make any discovery. Science actually, by, by making certain assumptions about how the world operates, science actually is uh, satisfying a similar cognitive condition or a similar cognitive need to what religions do. It's actually taking some of the possible ambiguity out of, the, out, of the, out of investigation by providing us with a sense of assurance. Essentially what it's saying to us, figuratively, is that we can, we can simply assume that certain facts are true. Therefore, when we're investigating individual topics, if we just assume that those facts are true, we don't have to, uh, we don't have to account for too many other possibilities, assuming that the basis on which we make those assumptions is sound, which is a different topic in its own right. Now, the problem arises when we assume that because we make subjective judgments of reality, that reality itself is subjective. Reality is actually objective. We make subjective judgments of it, and we may not necessarily be able to see what the objective uh, component is, but it remains in and of itself as it is, without any interpretation. It exists in and of itself. It's not a product purely of our cognition. Now, again, I theorize that there may be an evolutionary basis to uh, having these tendencies to assume that what we believe is inherently true. I was actually discussing a hypothetical situation with someone recently, and I proposed to them the idea that Many years ago, perhaps a human being, let's argue, uh, told another human being that they should not do something. They imposed a rule on them. They said, you should not do this. They may not have necessarily introduced any emotional component when they said not to do something, but they had a reason to say that. Maybe there was some objective reason why undertaking a certain activity would be dangerous for the other person. And so they told them not to do this. Now, that person heard this instruction and thought, well, if this person told me not to do it, there must be a good reason for it. Perhaps they simply assumed that if they did what they were told not to do, then something bad would happen. Otherwise, why would the person tell them not to do it? And so maybe that person then went to somebody else and said, don't do this because something bad will happen. And then that person thought, well, that person seemed really adamant that I shouldn't do this and they said something bad would happen. I wonder what it could be. And then maybe they made an assumption about what that bad event, that bad consequence could be. And so they went and told someone else, don't do this because this particular bad event will happen. And so on and so forth until eventually we developed beliefs that were not necessarily the result of fact, but the result of people's interpretations or assumptions of what they observed in life. This is a theory, of course, but it's a, it's a possibility of what can actually happen based on tendencies that human, beings, uh, that human beings do have. Now, what also complicates this issue is that all human beings have biases. That is to say, tendencies in the ways that their mind processes information that makes their thoughts not objectively reflective of 
reality. The likelihood is that many of us have heard of unconscious biases, but these biases manifest in far more situations than you may, than you may imagine. When we need to make a decision about a particular matter, often we use the information that is most uh, emotionally charged because that's readily available to us, the information that's easiest to remember, uh, the information that we may even like to think is true. And it's quite frightening how often we're not even aware that our mind is biasing our judgments in this way. When you amplify that over a period of time, the biases can become worse and we can start to become more and more complacent in assuming that just because we believe something that it must be true without taking the time to test it. Another aspect of evolution that may be at play here in, in my theory is that we may take a belief about the world that is not intended to divide us but rather is just meant to protect us individually and attach such a strong emotional element to it that we can start to believe that those who disagree with us must inherently have bad intentions. And again, I would argue that this has an evolutionary basis because when we don't understand something, when we don't know of something, if we don't know that something is harmless to us, we also by definition don't know that it isn't harmless. So when having to make a decision about whether to feel safe around something and act accordingly or act as if something is dangerous, it's easy to immediately think of the anxiety we have of what might happen if we accept something freely that might be harmful to us. And so we take the alternative option, which is to reject it for fear that it might be harmful to us. And therefore, on that evolutionary basis, it's a form of self-protection for us to emotionally reject anything that doesn't uh, fit with what we hold to be true about the world. Again, the problem here is that when we amplify that, we have extreme, uh, we, we tend to, we can develop extreme hatred, resentment, and even host and hostility towards each other. And often, these feelings towards each other are based on nothing more than hunches that we had about the world that were simply amplified over time because we never bothered to question them. And while it may sound simple, those may just be the basic elements of human belief. Now, something that we can glean from this is that essentially any belief system can potentially fall subject to the same biases because even though we are all individuals, None of us is immune from those cognitive biases. None of us is immune from making those mental errors. And so we all have very similar tendencies that we may, to which we may fall subject if we don't constantly self-reflect. If you consume media relating to any particularly uh, controversial area of life, especially politics, you will often see, regardless of the uh, political opinions of the individuals involved, that there are certain mental errors, whether they're made deliberately for the sake of persuasion or whether they're made unknowingly, that are being that are that are being made. Uh, you'll often some of the most common ones would be when a, a person only mentions the evidence to support their claim that is congruent with what they believe, but then refutes anything that could potentially demonstrate that their belief is flawed, but doesn't suit what they want to believe. When an individual claims that the opposing belief or the, the, the beliefs of a group that opposes theirs 
is the dominant one in society and that that group is therefore oppressing the person who is doing the lamenting without making uh, without giving any consideration to the fact that they may have only encountered very few people who actually seek to oppress them based on their beliefs. That's another tendency. Based on that idea, I've actually developed the adage that we often believe the opinion that's dominant in society is the one that opposes ours, and it's always it seems to be the, it always seems to be the case regardless of the person who is doing the speaking. Individuals often have the tendency to uh, claim to advocate for very broad forms of social good, so for example, justice or freedom or the truth, but they only apply the courtesy to members of their own group, and they may even try to redefine certain natures of phenomena by uh, so that they don't necessarily apply to the group which they want to exclude. All of these are examples of cognitive errors, but magnified on a considerable scale, and it's the, it's, it's what happens when you take a belief that at its most basic, any belief that at its most basic level is designed from an evolutionary standpoint to help you make a quick decision about the world and amplify the emotional aspect of it so much that it leads you to hate somebody who doesn't necessarily agree with that belief. And in reality, this is not necessary. It is completely destructive and we see the results of that every day. I'm sure you're all aware of what's happening in the world and what's been happening in the world ever since the start of humanity. These are, in fact, the basic mechanics of what happens. Now, sometimes these cognitive errors can be unintentional, but sometimes they can also be deliberate attempts by certain individuals to persuade people to accept their beliefs because they obtain something, they gain something of value by having more people support what they believe in. I often comment on people whose job it is to sell you ideas. That's a phrase that I use often. A person whose job it is to sell you ideas doesn't produce any tangible benefit for the people who pay them. Their income is essentially derived from telling people what they want to hear so that they feel validated and so that they pay that person more to validate them even, to, to validate them even more. I warn people to be very careful of accepting ideas that are sold to you, but there is a great risk that the person who is selling you the idea is trying to benefit from the support that they get in the numbers of people who believe in that idea with them. Now, because of how uncertain our cognition can be in many instances, avoiding someone or rejecting someone purely based on the fact that they don't believe as we believe is essentially akin to saying their mistakes are worse than mine. It's a fact that we all make cognitive errors and a, a large number of them are unconscious. And there's no shame in that. We're only human. But I urge all of us to be extremely careful when making these types of judgments. Because there's a real danger that we are simply reinforcing our own beliefs without taking into consideration that we may actually be wrong. And as a case in point, this is something that I constantly develop as a life coach. Every time I step into a session with a client, I'm prepared to learn something from that person or hear something that I've never heard before because there is inevitably a story that anybody can tell me, regardless of what I know, regardless of what I studied, that I would never have heard before and that I can learn and carry with me for the rest of my life and then use it to help other people as well. Something I often hear is, a rationalization of why we should avoid people who have distinctly different beliefs. And the rationalization that I often hear is 
if that person believes this, then they might base their behaviour on it, which in turn would lead them to cause harm to this particular group. Now, while this can be the case, there's also a real possibility that any system of beliefs, regardless of their source, can also be amplified to the extent that someone could interpret them that way. If someone shows us the courtesy of listening to us and we say, well, the only reason they're listening to me and that they're not so bothered by my beliefs is because they're more privileged or they have more control and they're less likely to be harmed by my beliefs as I'm likely to be harmed by theirs. Remember that it's sometimes hard for us with the distance between ourselves and the people who hold power in society to know exactly how our decisions that we make at a local level can affect matters at the larger level. It's easy for us to negate the possibility of learning something which we may never even thought of in the past by dividing ourselves in this manner. Now, I want to make a clarification here that my intention here is not to favour any one system of belief, be it a political belief, a philosophical belief, a religious belief, any type of belief. And it's also not to deny that sometimes beliefs can inherently in and of themselves be bad. Sometimes beliefs are pure evil that lead to the harm and destruction of innocent people. That's not the type of belief uh, which I'm, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that you should accept all beliefs and I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't be attuned to dangerous beliefs, but rather I'm simply encouraging us all to, on a daily basis, think about how we form our beliefs, how we perceive people with different beliefs, and how we uh, reflect on our own thought processes and uh, try to expand our knowledge of and our self-awareness and expand our, uh, rep our repertoire of information that we can use to interact with the world. Something that I also want to clarify is that the assertion that reality is objective is not to say that subjective beliefs are inherently bad. Okay? It's not to say that people shouldn't have worldviews or that people shouldn't say that, that anyone who has world that has a particular system of beliefs that's deeply steeped, that's, that's perhaps steeped in tradition and is not necessarily based on objective reality is inherently bad or inferior. That's not the suggestion. It's to say that when we need to make critical decisions that involve the welfare of people, it's important to ensure that we're not basing those decisions just on what we believe, but ensuring that we understand the basic facts of a situation before we make those decisions. So for the future, I have a challenge for you all. When you're consuming any type of media that involves the discussion of ideas, regardless of what they may be, take a minute to reflect on the types of claims and the types of evidence that the author is using and ask yourself deliberately, even if you, even if you have to force yourself to, ask yourself, is this the only evidence that exists or is there other evidence and may it counter this person's arguments. And in addition, I challenge you, if you're curious about a particular set of beliefs, find someone who holds those beliefs, beliefs that are different to yours, and ask them about them. And ask them about them in a non-judgmental way, not with the aim to attempt to demonstrate yourself to be correct, but purely with the aim of absorbing the information and learning about how somebody else views the world. Ask them questions. And if you're curious about something or uh, unsure about how something might be applied in real life or how true it might be, ask them about different ways that you could think about it if it's polite and appropriate to do so. 
make it clear to them that you're genuinely curious about their beliefs and about how the world operates and that you'd genuinely like to take that opportunity to learn something and share that knowledge. You never know what you might discover. Thank you for joining me today. As always, I'm always keen to hear what you have to say in response to this topic or any topic that you might uh, that might fascinate you with regards to how the world works, life coaching or similar. Please feel free to write to me or comment below. Until next time, take care.